Hello and welcome to The Bookmark, a podcast sponsored by the Wallingford Public Library, where we obsess about books, culture, and library life. My name is Allison and I'm a children's librarian and self-professed book nerd who loves to read, listen, and talk about books, authors, and illustrators. With me is my friend Cindy. Hi everyone, my name is Cindy and I'm a Reference and Readers Advisory Librarian and I'm also a self-proclaimed book nerd, although I read more books than I listen to. I could talk about books and authors all day long, and sometimes I do. On today's show, we're going to start by talking about the books that Alice and I are reading right now. We'll also share a few favorite recipes from one of the hundreds of cookbooks in the library's collection. And we have a special guest with us, the library's new adult programming and community services librarian, Leah Farrell. Good morning. So Cindy, when we met for our last episode, we talked about how the coronavirus quarantine has affected our reading life. And this time around, I was thinking about what we've learned and observed while staying home and how that changes the way we think about things. For me, I've definitely found a deeper appreciation for nature. I'm not normally home as much as I am now, and I've been able to watch the trees and the flowers blooming outside, as well as all the birds that have been converging in my backyard. And there's even a bird family that's built a nest near my front door, and I love watching them every day. That's so great. Yeah, I know, it's wonderful. Related to the library world, I find that I'm using the library's online services more, such as Hoopla, which has tons and tons of books and videos and music to borrow. I've currently checked out The Girls in the Garden by Lisa Jewell. It's a suspenseful story set in urban London. I think you'd like that, Cindy. I in would. which the children in the neighborhood run carefree in a communal garden until one day a preteen is found unconscious and bloody. You know, it's funny that you mentioned that because the Thursday Night Book Club is going to use Hoopla for the first time for their next book oh, because nice. we can't get, we need about 30 copies of the book for the book club and we can't borrow them right now from from all of our neighboring libraries. So I've chosen for the first time a Hoopla book. Um, it's called The Essex Serpent by Sarah Perry, um, also set in England, just saying. Uh, <laughs> and um, everyone, and it has both an e-book and an e-audio book on Hoopla. So everyone's going to read the book that way before our June meeting. Yeah, I think Hoopla has become extremely important and popular at this time, even more so than ever. Um, and when I get tired of binging on Netflix, which I do a lot, I can also check out Canopy, which I'm on which um, it's a streaming program where you can watch indie films and documentaries. And right now I just watched the documentary called Always at the Carlisle. It's a fascinating, fascinating documentary about the legendary New York City Hotel and its famed guests. And there are cameo appearances by acclaimed guests such as George Clooney, Jack Nicholson, and Anthony Bourdain. Highly recommend it. Sounds great. I, I lived um, only about less than a mile north of the Carlisle when I lived in New York City and was walked by it all the time. And it's, it's got a tremendous bar and um, uh, it was just a place to be to be and be seen. Oh yes, I was going to say that that uh, last year for the first time ever, I went to the bar there, Bemelman's Bar, which is right. uh, Ludwig Ludwig uh, Bemelman, who created Madeline, lived there and painted beautiful murals on the wall. Some of them to do with Madeline, and some of him his own creations, and it was it was really really cool. 
Sounds super. Yeah, I definitely will check out that documentary. I think I'd love it. Yeah, um, I agree with you. The nature part is particularly noticeable to me because I walk my dog now every morning. Uh, when I went to the library to work, I didn't have time every morning to walk him, but I've been walking our dog in the same park every morning. And I've really noticed the daily uh, growth of the trees and the blossoms and everything, especially this spring where it feels like we're having the latest spring explosion mm -hmm. of growth um, ever. And it's just amazing to see how that works. Um, I've found for me that sticking to a schedule really helps during the week. You know, when we went to our, our office, we had a very set schedule. We got up, we took a shower, we hope um, we had breakfast and we went to work and that was our day. And then we came home and we made dinner and whatever, whatever, whatever. And now we have to impose that schedule on ourselves. And, and I've noticed that when I have work days where my schedule is pretty planned and I stick to it, the days just go better. I'm mentally more engaged. Um, it's just a better idea for me. I'm also um, finding that connecting, um, not just by email, but using Zoom or FaceTime, mm -hmm. or I've recently discovered that you can have a video call using Facebook Messenger, which because I'm a dinosaur, I didn't know, um, is, is so much more meaningful. And when we started having these um, virtual programs where, where I get to see the book club members or other patrons who I normally see in the library all the time, just seeing them on Zoom feels so great. It, it feels it like feels a good. connection. Yeah. So that's, that's been a, a, a nice side effect of this uh, pandemic. Sure. Um, okay, with that coronavirus background, let's, <laughs> let's jump into what we're reading right now. And I'm going to start with a book that I just finished called Writers and Lovers by Lily King. This book came out in March, um, and it didn't quite make it to our shelves before we went into lockdown, but I was able to grab it out of uh, tech services, the perk of my job. It got tremendous buzz, and a lot of people were saying that it was a perfect book for the pandemic. I agree with that. It's about a 31-year-old woman named Casey who, um, who is reeling from the sudden death of her mother while her mother was on vacation and has been writing for six years her, her novel. Um, she, she believes in, the, in trying to write. It's what she knows, what she wants to do. And all of her friends who also wanted to write have one by one bagged it and are in other more lucrative professions. And she's stubbornly holding on, um, trying to write while waitressing at a fancy schmancy restaurant um, and stumbling through some pretty bad love affairs. And it's, it sounds pretty heavy, but it isn't. It's, it's funny um, and it's relatable and you're really rooting for her. The writing is beautiful. Um, uh, I read it over the course of, of a weekend day. Um, wow. and, and it just, I, I didn't want to do anything but read it, but I also didn't want it to end. Um, oh, that's the best kind of book. It's a great book. And I think it will make people feel good. Awesome. Um, it's Writers and Lovers by Lily King. Nice. Um, so the book that I just finished reading is a book, one of the books that I grabbed from the new adult book section right before we were quarantined. I just tried to grab as many things as I could. I was going to say um, there probably wasn't much left. Yeah, it was pretty picked over. But um, this is called All the Ways We Said Goodbye, a novel of the Ritz Paris. And it's written by three authors, um, Beatrice Williams, Lauren Willig, and Karen White. And we're going to link to all of these titles in our show notes. So we'll have all the titles there available for you. 
It's an historical fiction novel that follows the lives of these three women at three different times throughout the 1900s. Orly lives in a French country chateau that is taken over by German soldiers. Daisy was raised by her formidable grandmother in the glamorous Hotel Ritz, and she deceives her family by acting as a courier for an, as a, for an English forger. And the third woman, Babs, is determined to find out who the mysterious person named La Fleur is and how she was related to her late husband. All of these women's lives are tied together by their determination and by the Hotel Ritz, and it's this really satisfying journey through pre and post World Wars I and II, which I love historical fiction. I love reading about World War I and II, as Cindy knows. And more importantly, it's filled with delicious references to Paris, which has a firm place in both of our hearts. For sure. Yes. And speaking of delicious references, Cindy, let's talk about what we have been cooking. What a segue, Allison. Oh, yes. So for this is our segue called Cook the Book. Cindy and I both love to cook, and I um, I cooked from a book called In the Kitchen with a Good Appetite, 150 Recipes and Stories about the Food You Love by Melissa Clark. Uh, Melissa Clark is a New York Times food columnist, and she's just come out with a new book called Dinner in French. And this, the recipe of hers that I made is called Red Lentil Soup with Lemon. I was reading yesterday, someone said, I follow a lot of... Um, food writers on on Instagram and someone said who knew that soup season would last so long <laughs> it's like it really has <laughs> uh, but what I love about this book is that Melissa Clark prefaces each recipe with a little story about its origins and her mistakes and successes in making them and her tone of writing is really approachable and conversational um, you know lentil soup is one of those if you know me you know that I love soup but lentil soup is one of those soups as we were saying last episode you can use a lot of pantry staples. Um, it calls for red lentils, which I'd never heard of. I had orange lentils, so I used those. And it's, you know, carrot, celery, onion, garlic, broth, chicken broth or vegetable if you're vegetarian. Um, I added a little bit of spinach at the end just to punch up the color. And then you add um, the juice of a lemon. And I love adding acid versus lemon or vinegar to a soup because I think it really punches up the flavor at the end, especially with a lentil soup is a little bit on the milder side and it just really brings out the flavor. So um, again, I love to make substitutions and thing that's in recipe that's a big win in my book. And, and so um, it was a really wonderful uh, soup recipe and we're still eating it today <laughs> during the week you sounded what did you like make a, Cindy like a you sounded like a professional chef there with your making substitutions and oh the flavor. that's I, my, I, secret, I, my secret my secret my secret wish yes <laughs> the new the new barefoot contessa only there I wish. you go <laughs> um so my recipe is um by Nigella Lawson who is a super popular uh, cookbook author and and cooking, I think she has a cooking show in the UK. Um, uh, and one of her cookbooks is called Nigelissima, which as you might guess, is all things Italian, which She's is beautiful. my favorite. Uh, yeah, and she is beautiful. Um, and the recipe that I want to talk about, which I actually made earlier this week is called an Italian tray bake. It is super easy and a, a crowd pleaser. You literally just take eight bone in uh, skin on chicken thighs and eight sausage links and you put them in the biggest roasting pan you have, and then you chop up into bite-sized pieces 
uh, some Yukon Gold potatoes, and I don't, I just make it, make it fit. So it's as many potatoes as I can fit in the remaining space in my roasting pan. And you um, sprinkle some rosemary on, salt and pepper, and um, the grated zest of a lemon. And then you pour a quarter of a cup of olive oil on top of it and put it in the oven at 425 for an hour. It's that simple. So it takes, it takes less than 10 minutes to Love put it. together. The smells coming out of your oven while it's baking are great. You know, you make a salad and uh, a little wine and it's a perfect meal. And um, one dish, which is and one dish. right up my alley. And uh, a crowd pleaser. Um, there was not a speck of it left. <laughs> that's the best that is the best so, um it's a great cookbook uh, all of her cookbooks are beautiful and um she she's very earthy in in her descriptions and mm. very sort of just down just relatable um so uh it's a great recipe and she's her cookbooks are great to look for nice so uh that's enough of us talking we've been talking exactly much. let's let's meet leah farrell uh so Yay. many of you know that several months ago, Amy Humphreys, who'd been uh, the library director for over, uh, assistant director for over 20 years um, and at the library for over 40 years, announced her retirement, which is a major uh, seismic shift in the life of the library. And uh, Julie Rio, who we all love, who'd been um, the library's adult services um, and community pro services, adult programming, sorry, and community services librarian, uh, got Amy's job which is wonderful, but that meant we needed a new Julie. Uh, and uh, we, uh, the library launched search, it took a while, um, and we hired Leah Farrell, um, who started just for fun, right after the <laughs> library closed. Um, I think, was it, Leah, was it the week the library closed or the week after? It was the week after. Oh week my after. goodness, oh my goodness. So, Leah, welcome, welcome, welcome. We are so excited to have you on our second podcast. Thank you for being our guests. Uh, I mean, victim, I mean, guest. <laughs> I am honored. Oh, please. so excited. So at the risk of this sounding like a job interview, we don't want you to do that because you've already been hired. Just tell us a little bit um, and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what got you to this point in your career. Well, so I was born on a Hot day and <laughs> so um, I went straight to library school from college because I wanted to be a folklorist and that wasn't going to happen and librarian was my backup and it ended up being perfect for me. So. Nice backup sounds terrible, but <laughs> second choice. Second choice. Cindy and I came to the our library world in this sort of backhanded from, way too. Yeah, so. from a different profession. Yes, so we're with you. Well, and, um, and I ended up having an internship in grad school at the Connecticut Library Consortium. Um, and just by virtue of me being there, basically, um, they had someone leave and I took their position. Uh, and that was the start of my professional career. Uh, I met a lot of people around the state. I met you, Allison, yeah. many times. Um, and I, I had a great teacher she's actually a wallingford resident jennifer cohane oh she's and amazing yeah she's the best and uh she taught me everything i know i i manage membership and events and you guys don't want to hear about that it's very boring um <laughs> and then from there um i was recruited to uh, the farmington public library so mm. i had never really planned to work at a public library um it just i wasn't sure that it was for me 
but I ended up really thriving there. And um, I was hired to do adult programs as well as publicity. And it, um, I was able to grow it into something that I was really proud of. Um, I can attest to you're very talented. <laughs> thank you. Oh, you. Uh, <laughs> so, so what was it about Wallingford, about the Wallingford Public Library that made you want to come join us? Oh, just about everything. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, come I on. Had, no, I mean it. I, I had always, I had always wanted this job. Um, and I'd always wanted to work at Wallingford. I, I've, I lived in Wallingford um, for a year, about five years ago. I, I went, I worked very closely with a lot of the staff and I spent a lot of time um, doing events there through, by virtue of my uh, job at the Connecticut Library Consortium. And I was just always impressed by how everything was done with so much care and thought. And I find that you guys, we now, don't too. fly by the seat of your pants so much as you, you do really, I mean, everyone does that to a certain extent, but you guys, I, I'm, I've just always been impressed by how much care goes into the things that you guys do, even mm -hmm. down to the signage. I think it's, it's really, I think it really makes a huge difference and you can tell and you guys have an amazing reputation. I mean, when I got the job, I was told it's the best library in the state. It's Aww. an amazing place. We, we, we feel we have to pinch ourselves I, off and it's, we do feel pretty lucky. I have to say. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, when I, when I got the offer, I was over the moon. I, I couldn't be happier and there's nowhere else I would want to be. And I'm not trying to be, um, cheesy or, uh, suck up to you guys. I, I mean, oh, it, I, it could, that's this awesome. Is my dream job, oh. my dream organization. Oh. We're so glad. We're so glad. Yay. So you've already I had. Love <laughs> it's a I great love town. I miss living there so much that I miss. Uh, I miss the food and oh, the yeah. main street, and I just, I just miss living there so much. It's a really I live, cool town. I live up in Hartford County. Oh well, we'll get you back. We'll, we'll get, get you back. back. Down. <laughs> So Leah, you've, you've already planned and, and executed two amazing programs while we are all in quarantine. You had um, a discussion about the Tiger King documentary on Netflix, and you did um, Are You Smarter Than a Librarian, um, which have had rave reviews, but what are some of the things you're thinking about doing in the future for programming? Pick your brain a little bit well, about that. Thank you. Put me on the spot. I mean, I'm being <laughs> interviewed, so I'm on the spot. Um, I we're going to be doing virtual programs for a while because of safety concerns, um, and I really want to make sure that we're doing a, a wide variety of stuff. I'm looking to partner with uh, local businesses to do some fun cooking programs, possibly. Uh, a beer tasting, which cool. you know, keep an eye out for things like that. But awesome. then when we do reopen and, and things are safer in the world, um, I would love to do some concerts. <clears throat> Pardon my voice. Um, and some, you know, some art shows. These are things that I really like to do. And it's, it's, it's not something you guys have had a ton of. So I'm really excited to try that out. Awesome. That sounds that amazing. Sounds great. Yeah, and I and I'm happy to partner with. I'm I'm looking forward to partnering with all the great organizations in town, 
with which there are many. Yes, for sure. Yeah. What so what's it been like for you to start a new job um, in this crazy time of social distancing and quarantine and and I mean we at least sort of know each other. We're working together for years. What's what's that been like, if you don't mind my asking? Weird, very weird. <laughs> In a word. Um, Thank you for being honest. <laughs> but I have to say that, again, to butter not to butter you guys up, but I have felt so supported and um, welcomed, even though I haven't been able to see anyone in person, and I'm you know I'm far away up up in. I, I can't, I can't express how much that has meant to me. And I, I, it's really, people have, people on staff have just been amazing. And I'm, I'm so thankful. It has been really weird. Um, I like, I love talking to the public. I like meeting people. I like joking around. Um, and I can't wait to do that again. But this, I've had probably the best experience I could have in the transition, sure. thanks to all of my awesome colleagues and our awesome director. I mean, she's yeah. so supportive and welcoming and, and I'm, you know, I'm just, I'm over the moon. So I really Good. can't complain. We'll be yucking That's it up right. with you soon in person. You betcha. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm out of control. Yeah. <laughs> we, we like to laugh a lot. Um, Cindy and I both have talked about this, how library experiences or childhood library experience have made a difference in our lives. Um, have you had an experience growing up as a kid that a library made a difference in your life or even you said you worked for CLC. Is there something that really you, that you remember it striking you? Yeah, I mean when I was so I'm from Bloomfield and um, up here we have the Prosser Public Library and I grew up going to it. My my children's librarian, I'm not that young, but my children's librarian is still there. <laughs> so it's really awesome to, so I grew up going to this library and, um, you know, with the fish tank and we used to play Oregon Trail on the computers oh, yeah. and the children's librarians are just so nice. And now I have been elected to the board of directors for oh, the wow. library and I am a peer of the staff there and some of the people who were my librarians when I was a kid. And that has been so special to me. Wow. You've come full circle. That's yeah. such a great story. I love yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. And the library still smells the same, which is probably not good, <laughs> but. No, there's just... a definite, definite library smell. It's I an amazing it. smell. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I, you know, I just love libraries and I, part of the, my job at the Connecticut Library Consortium was driving all over the state and seeing all the libraries in the mm. state. And it's just, we have a very much a Yankee mentality where everybody does things very differently, but it, it's great. It's in Connecticut, it works. And there's just, there's so much innovation and there's, I'm the character of some of these libraries is just amazing. And sure uh, I love it. That's Thanks. terrific. I love that. Um, so, okay, what, what, this is peeling back the onion layers a little bit. What, what are your favorite things to do when you're not at work? So, there's, there's three things. Okay, good. <laughs> I like to run. Oh. Sometimes I don't like to run. <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, I like to run. Um, I like to sing. I've always been a singer since I was a kid, and I recently um, 
started taking lessons again. My teacher is actually in Wallingford, oh, coincidentally wow. enough. Um, and then I like to make stuff. I'm just, I, uh, you, you guys can't see because this is an audio medium, but <laughs> I have a very cool background right now. Yes, you uh, do. Something I made out of origami paper. And um, I grew up, my mother's very creative. She went to art school and woodworking school. So I'm, I come from creative stock and I like wow. to make stuff and it gives me joy and peace and just a way of expressing myself. So those are my three things. And those are pretty good things. Those are good things I to play, have. I watch TV and play video games, but <laughs> nobody wants to hear about that. <laughs> so, so Leah, um, do you have a superpower? And if so, what is it? I wouldn't say it's a superpower. It's an attempt at a superpower. I, I love making people laugh. Like oh. that gives me so much joy. We, before we started recording, we were talking about old SNL and I, one of my dreams was always to be a writer or a performer on SNL. I'm not good enough for that, but I just, I love making people laugh. That's um, awesome. I love having regular patrons who I have running jokes with about, you know, did you bring the cookies and what are you doing here? You know, it, it just, it's such a great way to connect with people and it, it makes me really happy. That is a very good superpower. It is. Say. And we will enjoy Again, laughing try with you. to make people laugh. It doesn't always work. <laughs> you try though. You try. Yeah. Perseverance is my superpower. Okay. Last question. And this is actually, if this is one of the most important questions for anyone who works at the Wallingford Public Library. And I thought to ask it even before I knew that you like to sing. So <laughs> what is your go-to karaoke song? This was really hard for me to decide because there are so many. And I, as people around me know, I, it's hard to make me not sing. And it's really annoying because I won't stop. You should come um, to the children's department. We sing all the time. We love it. Pain in the butt. Oh my God. <laughs> and, um, but I would say that my go-to is Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, whoa. That's yeah. a that's big bold. ticket item. That is bold. Yeah. I think we're going to have to do a karaoke night when we can to hear oh, that, yeah. Allison. Wow. <laughs> wow. I would say, I was going to say mine is Paradise by the Dashboard Light. And that's <laughs> also, oh, yeah. that's not, hard to sing. That's it's really good if you do, you do it with sing. two teams. Um, oh, that's a good idea. I'll tell you more Maybe. about it after we record. Yeah, I do the... With Bohemian Rhapsody, I just switch parts here and there. And, you know. <laughs> that, she's talented. It. She's talented. I love it. I'm not going to say now because mine is so, so much less oh, impressive. Come on. Say it's yours. Raining. It's raining men. <laughs> oh my, are you kidding? That's iconic. <laughs> I can see you singing that, Cindy. Oh my goodness. Do you oh. do anything with your hands? Oh, yes. I can't, oh. you can't. You can't not. Jazz, that's fantastic. It's raining. Man. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, Leah, no, thank you choices. so much for um, enduring our questions. And we are so excited to see you in person. And I'm sure you'll be making us laugh and smile. And maybe we'll do some karaoke on the side. Um, <laughs> this is our thank you for tuning in to the bookmark everyone please stay tuned to our social media at the wallingford public library and our website for information about our next show you can check the show notes out to find out about all of the books and authors and other things that we talked about today please subscribe to the bookmark on apple or spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts 
And if you have some comments, you can, or questions, you may email Cindy at C Haken, H-A-I-K-E-N at wallingfordlibrary.org or A Murphy at wallingfordlibrary.org. That's it for this show. Thanks for listening and happy reading. Bye everyone. Thank you.